0: the crossroads music podcast nope nothing absolutely nothing
1: i don't know i don't know <laughs> i'm just i gotta stop trying
0: <laughs> yeah one day you're just gonna like it's gonna be way too close to the microphone and your drink's just gonna spill everywhere
1: <laughs> yeah and then my computer is gonna die and then the episode will terribly go wrong yeah
0: <laughs> Uh, one week off, but this is the Crossroads Music Podcast. We are back. Uh, we're a weekly podcast that talks about music. But Eric, we start this off with your drink of choice. So, what are you drinking tonight?
1: You know, seeing how I just got back from Hawaii this morning, I didn't haven't really had a chance to go out and get anything new. So, I still got tons of Blue Buck in the fridge. So, that's what I'm drinking <laughs> today. Nice. So, I've already mentioned it a couple times on the podcast. So so next week for sure you'll have something new
0: cool um all right so we only have an hour today but there's lots to get through so let's get right into it uh we'll start off with what we've been listening to this past two weeks so anything of note on your playlist
1: yes so uh marcus mumford from the (laughs) mumford and sons uh came out with a, a single album and it's literally like I thought this is the worst name for an album, but it's literally called self-titled.
0: Wait, is it called actually self-titled or is it called Marcus Mumford?
1: Nope, it's called oh self. God, it's called self-titled in brackets. Oh, great. Um, so I mean, if you know the Mumford and Sons. It's pretty much that, but just him.
0: <laughs> that's it. <laughs> wait. So that's all that's all I'll say wait, there. Wait, but are there drums? Uh yeah, it
1: yeah, it's 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 folksy. Like it's very folksy, right? Okay. But but it's it's just like it's just him though. Like you could tell <laughs> it's not as like big sounding as the Mumford and Sons. Oh, essentially. Interesting. So, okay. Um, but you know, like if you're if you like that music, which I which I do like uh, every now and then, um, check it out. Uh, the Flogging Molly's, uh mm-hmm. sent uh, got a new album called Anthem, and it is it is sick. It's like if you're into Dropkick Murphys and that kind of stuff, you'll definitely be into these guys, hundred percent for sure. Um, but the most notable album, which I was pumped and a little nervous for, was uh, Little Big Town. Uh, country uh, band Mm -hmm. there's four vocalists in the band and uh, I believe we've reviewed uh, when we did our top 10 albums of all time it made it on my list and the thing I love about this band is their harmonies are just so perfect like just so perfect and I feel like everybody needs to learn from these guys Um, so when they started off as a band they were just hitting it every single time with their album. So it's just like boom, great album, boom, great album. And then they just started going downhill. So I was a bit nervous with it when this new one came out. But they're back to their old way of doing things, which I am really digging. So it's called Mr. Sun. Um I have been cranking this album like crazy. So I I mean if you're into country music, like you gotta check this album out. You have to and and it's not like new country sounding it's like it's good country this good country music right here okay not like the the crap that's coming out today um so that's all i've been listening to
0: sweet uh yeah nothing too interesting on my end uh i was like really pumping out some rush for for a while there um yeah, but then i sort of got stuck I did with, that yeah sort of <laughs> stuck with the uh, the album we've been listening to uh to review this this week so uh got, sort of got stuck with that one but nothing nothing of note but eric i do want to show you something um so we were talking about that oscar peterson thing uh the mm-hmm. the loony from before so i did get it uh let's see if i could get this oh. on camera oh 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 There, so this this would be like the I guess the collector edition or whatever, like the actual like booklet, but the actual coin, if I could get it in shot, I don't know if we could.
1: No, kind of blurry. Oh wait. Focus. Yeah, it's blurry.
0: Focus. can sort of see it.
1: I can kind of see it. Yeah.
0: That's sick. So, anyways, um, basically, I don't know. It gives you all the other freaking coins that Canada has: the Looney, the quarter, the toonie. and then at the top, the <laughs> top two is like the purple version and then the non-purple version. Um, but mm. it's pretty cool. I didn't want to wait for to find one in circulation, so I just ended up buying this thing from Canada Post. But um, nice. I do like it. I do like the purple in it. It's too bad you can't see it on the camera, but um, man, Oscar Peterson, what a champ.
1: Mm -hmm. I know. I know they're coming out with a Louis Armstrong documentary kind of thing on on Apple TV. So I'm pretty pumped when that comes out uh, because I'd love to see that too. But uh, there's another one. I, I feel like there is something about Oscar Peterson out there. That I've I've been wanting to watch, or maybe I just imagine this in my head.
0: (laughs) I don't know. I haven't heard anything like recent. There's like some older stuff Mm. that like the CBC, yeah. But uh, maybe it could be something.
1: Yeah, because if there was, I would definitely watch that for sure. Yeah. Uh,
0: cool. So let's get into today in music history. So uh, there's a bunch of stuff today. Today, October third, nineteen o one, the very first record company. Uh, the Victor Talking Machine Company is incorporated. Later, mer- later merging with the Radio Corporation of America to become RCA Victor.
1: Okay, RCA.
0: Yeah. with them?
1: Interesting, interesting name.
0: <laughs> yeah, the Victor Talking Machine Company. It seems like a strange the talking machine. I guess the first record company would not be doing music. They would be doing some sort of like. Newsy type of like recording, or no like yeah, like probably like probably recording people doing Shakespeare yeah. or something like, that, like a play, or a radio play, or or, or it'd be just like,
1: hey, come down to the fr- <laughs> with your quarters, and, you know, like that <laughs> old style, <laughs> right? Commercials,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah, see
1: there, sonny, see <laughs> <Hey> there. <laughs> <laughs> That's- Let's go down to the to the chick
0: <laughs> i don't even know <laughs> um a bunch of birthdays 1941 chubby checker is born in spring gully south carolina um oh my god it just keeps going 1949 lindsey buckingham of fleetwood mac is born in palo alto california and 1954 right on. stevie ray vaughn is born in dallas texas oh there's a legend right there
1: those that's actually a pretty good lineup actually
0: there's actually there's actually more birthdays to come but uh before we get into the birthdays 1955 the mickey mouse club debuts on abc (laughs) the
1: mickey mouse club that's like the old like what black and white like
0: no this is the um this is where, like, Britney Spears, Justin Timberlake, like, all Christina oh, Aguilera. This is basically okay. like okay. American Idol, okay. but little children, and back in the day.
1: <laughs> <laughs> ho, ho, ho.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, keeping a theme with birthdays, 1962. Tommy Lee, drummer for Motley Crue, is born in Athens, Greece, which I never knew. I thought he was a full blooded. I didn't American, know that. But he's yeah. Greek. Wow. Um, also, for those of you who are madly in love with Tommy Lee, he has just opened his OnlyFans, where you can subscribe to his OnlyFans <laughs> channel uh, to see naked pictures of Tommy Lee. Wow. <laughs> have you Have you I've... heard of the stories of, like, Motley Crue shows <laughs> where Tommy Lee is, like, flashing the audience now? No. So, basically, a Motley Crue... Okay, so I think Tommy Lee might have accidentally posted a nude photo of himself on Instagram and got banned from it. And because, like, he got such, (laughs) like, a a big, like, attraction to it, uh, at Motley Crue shows now, he, like, pulls out his dick on stage and then goes on to tell everyone in the audience to take off their pants and flash their dicks also. And people are just like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) This is horrible. (laughs) Just imagine, like, everyone in, like... The stadium, just taking their pants off.
1: <laughs> I'd be a little bit weirded out. I'd be like, I don't want to be here anymore. <laughs> what is this gonna turn into here? <laughs> it doesn't
0: sound like a fun time.
1: No, it just sounds very uncomfortable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, like,
1: why are we all? Why are we all getting naked? What, like, <laughs> what is what is going on here?
0: Anyways, that's what's happening on Motley Crue shows right now. Um, and yeah. You can sign up for his OnlyFans if you want to see naked pictures of Tommy <laughs> Lee. I'm pretty sure. Let's do the math. 1962. So that makes him 40, 60, 60, right? 40, 50, 60. I think that makes him 60 years old now. That's old. That's yeah. really old.
1: <laughs> that is old. That is, uh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to say to that. <laughs>
0: All right, moving on. Uh nineteen sixty five, Johnny Cash is stopped at US customs uh custom officials at the Mexican border on suspicion of heroin smuggling. Uh however they found him to be holding over a thousand prescription narcotics and amphetamines. He receives a suspended sentence. Interesting. A thousand like what what would you compel you to have a thousand prescription narcotics and amphetamines that's yeah a shitload
1: (laughs) yeah you don't you don't need that much uh
0: 1967 woody guthrie dies at the age of 55 after a long battle with huntington's disease Mm. um Oh, more birthdays. 1969, No Doubt singer Gwen Stefani is born in Fullerton, California.
1: Man, these birthdays. Yeah. They're and... just like, this is the day.
0: <laughs> this one, you're not going to be as impressed. 1971, Kevin Richardson of Backstreet Boys is born in Lexington, Kentucky.
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: you're right. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, 1973, the Who forced to the Who, who were forced to comply with union rules by recording a new track to "515," one of their songs, uh, for their appearance on Top of the Pops. Take out their frustration at the end of the performance. Pete Townsend smashes their gear and gives the producer the two-finger salute. Keith Moon throws wigs from the props department into the audience. <laughs> <laughs> I believe this is where they got famous for like trashing their set yeah uh 1978 at an aerosmith's show in fort wayne indiana cops arrest fans for smoking marijuana prompting steven tyler to chastise the cops from the stage tyler announces that the band will bail out anyone who is arrested that night uh the number of reported arrests that night were anywhere from 28 to 58 people interesting i don't know like oh that must be so difficult these days if you were if you tried to arrest people for smoking marijuana at, like in a stadium that must be so difficult
1: yeah <laughs> that would be uh, just the lip the amount of lip you, you would get yeah right yeah. <laughs> it'd just be annoying <laughs>
0: Uh, two things. 1980, The Police's third album, Zenyatta Mandata*, is released. It would be their most successful album in America to date, uh, so far peaking at number five. Obviously, more successful albums would follow, but to, the, to date, it was their most successful in America. Uh, also on that date, 1980, Diamond Head, one of the leading bands of the new wave of British heavy metal movement, released their debut album, Lightning to the Nations. Um, and you would not have Metallica if it wasn't for Diamond Head. Hmm. You know, Metallica actually recorded, like, officially recorded seven covers by Diamond Head and released them. Really? Yeah, that's how much of an influence Diamond Head were on Metallica. But seven seems excessive to me. That seems like a lot of covers to officially release by a single band.
1: (laughs) I could see a maximum of three. Yeah. Yeah. I wouldn't go over three because then it's just like, you're just trying to be a diamond head cover band. Yeah. That's like (laughs) way too
0: many, but like, yeah, yeah. they did that like mid nineties, late nineties. So like well into their career, they recorded those covers. Wow. Um, another birthday, probably not going to be impressed. 1984 pop singer, Ashley Simpson is born in Waco, Texas. (laughs) I don't care. <laughs> I, wonder, I wonder if Ashley Simpson still does stuff. I assume she does, but like.
1: Yeah, when you mentioned the name, I was like, "Holy shit!" There's somebody <laughs> I haven't heard of in a long time.
0: She must be doing something. Maybe not music-related, though. Yeah. Uh, 1990, Charles Freeman, who owns the EC Records store in Fort Lauderdale, is convicted of selling obscene material after selling a copy of the two live crew album As Nasty As They Want To Be, two days after it was ruled obscene in a federal court. His punishment, a $1,000 fine. Interesting. It's madness.
1: And yet, a 65-year-old man is trying to get people... (laughs) To show their dicks at concerts. <laughs> and
0: that's not a problem. <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. Madness. Uh, ooh, one famous uh, pop culture moment. 1992, Sinead O'Connor goes way off script during her SNL performance, declaring, Fight the real enemy and tearing up a picture of the Pope. I wonder if anyone could get away with that today. Like, would it still have the same shock value today if someone tore up a picture of the Pope I don't think so. on live TV? I don't think so. Yeah.
1: I don't think a lot of people even know who the Pope is anymore, like the new generation. <laughs> I feel like they're like, what the hell's a Pope? <laughs> <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right? Like, like. I I challenge you to go f- to a youth of today and say, "Hey, do you know what a Pope mobile is?" And see if they'll like. Because I picture it in my head. You picture it in yep. your head. Yeah. I'm I'm sure most people who grew up in our era are picturing it in their heads. But I have people have no idea, no idea what that means.
0: That's true. Man, it just doesn't have yeah. the same impact, I guess.
1: Well, like they, they made a mistake, obviously, but it's the church, right? Like they needed to like hashtag things. They need to be like hashtag white smoke, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag, <laughs> right? Yeah, this is
0: bad branding, I guess. I have a branding. Yeah, bad issue. branding. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, you got to get the pope up there. Like, you know what's funny is that the only pope that I remember the name of was John Paul the <laughs> Second. And then, the guy that came after him—I remember his face, but I don't remember his name. Oh, uh
0: Benedict the Third, I think. Yes, definitely Benedict. Something like that. Really yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What's yeah. the current one? The I current one's the face. the Polish guy. um Yeah. Oh shit! This is terrible. Why don't we know this? Yeah.
1: <laughs> See, that's that's why. Because terrible branding. Rough. Awful, awful branding. <laughs> He's not posting to his uh Instagram, uh, yeah, every I guess day.
0: Not. <laughs> no, remember, remember the current pop- hashtag. Me. He is posting to Sorry. Instagram because he got in trouble for liking a picture of a porn star on Instagram. Oh, right. yeah, this is like a few years ago, like it's you probably see,
1: probably because he's never seen one before. <laughs> like, you can see their
0: likes, and he like, I guess, he accidentally liked. A, it wasn't a nude photo but it was a photo of like a porn star.
1: <laughs> That's amazing.
0: That's I how do you accidentally like that? <laughs> I don't know um, And finally 2003 School of Rock opens in theater starring Jack Black as a musician who poses as a substitute teacher and forms a band with the students.
1: That is probably one of my favorite movies
0: it's actually a really good I, uh, movie
1: it's so good <laughs> uh just like even even the like the like the whole concept is he's trying to make money to pay his rent right which is such a tenacious d like like homage to tenacious d there oh yeah yeah because yeah. that was their whole that was their whole thing yeah <laughs> as a band but uh, like (laughs) i even loved his buddy there who used to play bass in like a punk rock band and his (laughs) wife is very like no you can't like everything about that movie is amazing yeah
0: um and that's uh today in music history so let's move on to the music news plenty of news to catch up on um Eric, I don't know if you saw this, like, online, but uh, Ian Brown, who is uh, of the Stone Roses fame, uh, is back on the road doing gigs. Uh, Unfortunately for fans of the Stone Roses, Ian Brown essentially performed karaoke to the crowd. He has no backing band, only pre-recorded tracks of the songs, uh, and on top of that, it sounds like he's also having some vocal issues. So, uh I want to get your thoughts on this, but minus the vocal issues cuz that's just like that's just like you're not taking care of your voice or or not preparing for the tour yeah. or whatever. That's 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 a separate issue. But are are there any artists that solo artists that you can see going out on the road and essentially performing karaoke and you would go watch them? <laughs> <laughs> Like a Mick Jagger I'd... or a Bono or uh I'm trying to think of like Bruce Springsteen. I don't know.
1: I don't think I could do that.
0: <laughs> I'd
1: be even... like, what the hell is going on? Like I feel like my reality is being shattered. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it's not even you're not they're not even holding like an acoustic or an electric guitar to like support them. It's literally yeah. microphone in yeah. hand and they're just like singing on stage. <laughs>
1: So here's, here's what's interesting about this is because I feel like there's obviously a whole karaoke culture out there, mm-hmm. right? Um, now, when these artists are singing, are they singing with their voices or are they singing it bad on purpose?
0: What? No, I don't think they're singing on bad on purpose. I think he's actually trying to sing the songs.
1: He's actually trying to sing the songs, okay, yeah. because I feel like if there was a karaoke thing and i got behind the microphone i would probably just on purpose really butcher the song for two (laughs) hours (laughs) for two hours oh my god but i don't again i feel like my reality would be shattered if i saw like a bono go on there and just start singing singing karaoke (laughs) just does not seem right
0: yeah you know it'd be weird
1: yeah, it'd just be like, what? Does he have the little karaoke box in the middle of the stage and just him with the microphone?
0: <laughs> just imagine—that'd <laughs> be so funny. uh No, I don't think so. I think he—he he knows the songs. He just decided not to hire a backing band or like—I mm. don't know. It's a strange. <sighs> it's a strange decision. I. Anyways, people on the internet are pissed. (laughs) People who went to the show were not happy. (laughs) Like, what is this crap? Um, And it does, looking at some of the videos, it does look pretty awkward. Just him, like, on Mm -hmm. stage. So, anyways. Um, In other news, uh, Apple Music will be the new sponsor of the Super Bowl halftime show for the NFL. The multi-year sponsorship will begin... Uh, With this season's Super Bowl on February 12th in Glendale, Arizona, it has also been announced that Rihanna will be the next headliner. Really? Rihanna
1: again? Is there ever going to have another? No, 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 it wasn't Rihanna. No, no,
0: no. Rihanna was supposed to, but she refused. Like it was like 2018 or 19 or something. That's right. But she refused That's because right. of the whole Colin Kaepernick thing, and she was like standing That's right solidarity oh. with him. So she said like Fuck this!" But now she's doing it. Right on! Wow. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah. Wow, that was going way back. <laughs> that took me back. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> um, what do you think? Apple Music being the new sponsor. I I guess Pepsi was the previous one, but like. I
1: I'm not surprised like apple is just taking over everything right now (laughs) so and i love it i'm a huge apple fan
0: (laughs) (laughs) i guess it makes more Uh, sense for a music adjacent company to be sponsoring a music segment than pepsi mm. pepsi was a weird weird choice i feel like
1: yeah yeah, no, I I agree because it's it's kind of neat. I I know for a fact this is I'm going to predict this, even if it hasn't already been t- said. But it, now that Apple Music is sponsoring it, I bet you any money. Anybody who has a subscription to like Apple TV or Apple Music, you'll be able to watch the actual halftime show, oh. and you'll be able to log on and just watch it oh. in full Dolby Dolby Vision. <laughs> so.
0: Uh yeah, that yeah they'll probably well hopefully they do that that'd be the smart move but if
1: they don't I'd be very very
0: disappointed (laughs) if they don't but I'd
1: still love them
0: (laughs) if they don't they need to offer you a job
1: yeah yeah please hire me (laughs) so I could get free Apple products. (laughs)
0: uh paramore performed their first gig post hiatus in bakersfield california um and surprising everyone the band reintroduced their song misery business back into the set list after removing it in 2007 due to its anti-feminist message which i don't know i was always on the fence with the original self-imposed ban on misery business But uh, I think the fans wanted it bad enough to be back in in the rotation, so I guess they just uh, put it back in.
1: Hey, whatever sells. (laughs) That's right.
0: Um, England's uh, Pocket Gods, who are a band uh, famous for their protest against Spotify uh, when they released albums of songs only 30 seconds in length, as Spotify pays out royalties on songs once streamed for 30 seconds. So whether your song is three minutes or 30 seconds or 10 minutes, your payout is exactly the same. Uh, as long as someone listens to it for 30 seconds. Uh, So they released albums upon albums of 30-second songs. Uh, Well, they're back with a new idea. They will now be releasing a single vinyl of their final album called *Vegetal Digital. Or vegetal, vegetal, digital. I don't know what this word is. Vegetal digital. <laughs> one vinyl copy will be sold in their local record shop, St. Albans uh, Empire Records, for one million British pounds. They plan to use that money to fund their quote, ethical music streaming service called Nub Play, which will pay artists a minimum of one pence, essentially a penny, per stream.
1: Hmm. That's interesting. I don't
0: know why they <laughs> called it Nub Play. It's N U B Play, one word.
1: Nub Play. Do you get like a bag of nubs with it, like the <laughs> Twizzler nubs? <laughs> Is that like what they're going I think for? it's a
0: really dumb name for a streaming service, and everyone's making these stupid. I don't know how. Like with a million British pounds, I just don't know how you make a viable streaming service that does not seem like enough uh it doesn't seem enough money to support the servers you're gonna need to like Mm -hmm. maintain a constant stream to millions upon millions of people seems i don't know but you know they're trying to sell a record for one million british pounds first let's see if they can do that yeah um (laughs) In other news, on November 1st, Bono will release his memoir, uh, Surrender 40 Songs, One Story. Uh, To promote his book, he will be going on a 14-city book tour. Uh, But since Bono is freaking Bono, he won't be appearing in your local bookstore. Rather, you can go see him in a concert hall or theater near you. He's actually coming to Toronto, which uh, I probably won't get tickets to. Mm. (laughs) (laughs) apparently it's like 55 bucks which is like pretty reasonable but i feel like those are just gonna sell out like instantly
1: yeah it's gonna be a pain to get those tickets for sure
0: yeah i wonder if bono's a good writer
1: yeah i i'm definitely probably gonna pick it up and read it
0: Mm -hmm. right i'd mad like crazy ass stories though
1: Oh yeah, I remember reading the YouTube biography, and I was just like, "Holy shit!" <laughs> it's just like the stuff that they've all went through. But,
0: uh, in news, American rapper Coolio passed away on September 28, 2022. Uh, in terms Ooh. of mainstream familiarity, most people would recognize his song "Gangsta's Pr- Paradise." Uh, along with Weir- Weird Al's parody of it, Amish Paradise. He passed away at the age of 59, uh, most likely cardiac Ooh. arrest or asthma-related.
1: I gotta say, I really love that song. Gangster's <laughs> Paradise. I love it. I don't it's, know what it is. But...
0: It's a really good song. It's a really yeah. good song. Um... Yeah,
1: and the Weird Al version <laughs> is just so good. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that's a shame that's that's really yeah. that sucks. like that's young that's pretty young
0: yeah for me like Julio's always been sort of like as much as Gangster's Paradise is like one of those like you know serious quote-unquote hip-hop songs he's never really had like other like significant songs like that after it so he's always for me he's always mm. been like sort of like a one-hit wonder type of thing but then gotcha if you look at the like total timeline of hip-hop like that sort of serious hip-hop song uh, allows guys like Tupac or Notorious B.I.G. to like come up like people actually took considered hip-hop to be a serious like heartfelt medium after Gangster's Paradise so whereas before a sort of like a sort of a party genre or just like you know just like people rhyming mm-hmm. for fun before this song came out. So there is mm-hmm. a place in, in history there for Coolio, even if he's sort of a one-hit wonder. Um, oh, adding to the list of people who have sold their catalogs, uh, next in line is... Genesis, Phil Collins, Tony Banks, and Mike Rutherford have sold their entire catalog for an estimated $300 million.
1: Wow. (laughs) That's crazy. Nobody just cares. Nobody cares anymore, it seems.
0: Like Genesis, like it's like. One of the most the one of the pinnacle prog rock bands of all time, yeah. And just like, there you go.
1: (laughs) The crazy thing is, remember back in the day, Kim, when you'd be sitting around and being like, "Oh, this band is so good," and then they're all they sold out, they sold out hardcore to the to the man, and now they're playing mainstream songs I feel like this is the actual literal definition of selling out (laughs) it is like this is this is being like yeah you know what all those songs like fuck it I don't want them anymore (laughs) it's
0: so weird uh we'll talk about Mm. Neil Young a little bit later I think I think I have a note on him but uh yeah it's like it's nuts I don't know what's going on why (laughs) like it's I guess it's just so much money that it's just like all right um public service announcements so for all you windows users out there uh over the past few weeks microsoft has been force installing spotify on your windows 10 and windows 11 machines Uh, no official reason has been given uh but uh, if internet reaction is to go anything by most people are unhappy uh being forced to install spotify and force uninstalling it uh, after (laughs) i don't know why they do this it's like the youtube album like why don't force people to just like automatically download or install stuff
1: exactly right that's where you piss people off yeah right yeah that's why i can't stand the samsung cell phones because they put their trash applications on you oh, yeah. be like use this use bixby nobody gives a like Bix, bixby is the slow the slow kid of the ai <laughs> integration <laughs> it totally is and you you can't deny that
0: <laughs> um oh elton john has a new home in toronto he just paid for a soon to be built two-story penthouse condo located in king toronto which is on the west side of toronto uh so if you're roaming the streets of toronto you might bump into elton john one day
1: i have to say speaking of elton john i'm very disappointed with this new album just very disappointed oh
0: did you listen to the whole thing
1: well they're like so when we were in hawaii like the radio station was playing a bunch of songs from it and it was literally just like this is just a remix like how could you call this a new song like it's just ah uh, just made me really angry
0: yeah there's <laughs> like tiny dancer remix uh, um yeah. man remix yeah it's just yeah. put in a current pop singer on it and then it's a new song
1: yeah it's a new song brand new song
0: Man, <laughs> he just doesn't have—he doesn't have the time. He's on a world tour, a farewell world tour.
1: Yeah, yeah, and, and I don't think he's playing those type of songs. I think he's playing his old catalog, right? Oh yeah, for sure.
0: Um, keeping oh, going back to the uh, sellout topic we were talking about. So uh, Beck has recorded and released a cover of Neil Young's "Old Man" as part of a promotion for Sunday Night Football. However, Neil Young, unsurprisingly, is not happy about this. He went to social media and posted an image from his uh, song stating, uh, quote-unquote, sponsored by nobody. Unfortunately for Neil Young, however, he sold half of his catalog, so he doesn't have a say on who gets to cover his songs or use it in commercials or corporations or whatever. So, like...
1: And now it's come to bite him in the ass. <laughs> no, like
0: he can't, he can't. Like he can't complain if someone's going to record, re-record his song. In in this case, it's Beck, who's like freaking amazing. But it doesn't matter who is. You can't. If you're <laughs> gonna sell your whole catalog, you can't be upset if they're gonna use it in a commercial. It makes no sense.
1: For any musician listening to this podcast right now even the famous ones that probably don't tune in but maybe will one day i i feel like after something like this happens everybody needs to cover the song <laughs> and just tag Young <laughs> in it just to get him annoyed because there's nothing you're right there's nothing anybody can do about it <laughs> sorry neil <laughs> that's what happens when you sell your catalog <laughs>
0: I I just don't understand the rationale. Like, you can't Mm -hmm. you can't complain about it. It's ridiculous.
1: I'm I'm very intrigued to see the process of how buying the catalog goes. Like, I feel like it's just like because because like we've had this discussion before on this podcast. Like, you have all these artists that are just like there's no way that they would sell sell their catalog, and then they end up doing it right. But I feel like it's one of those, we'll offer you this much money. No. Fuck off. Okay. How about we'll offer you this much money? <laughs> no. No. Get the hell out of here. And then it's just like $300 million Genesis. Oh, shit. Wow. Okay. <laughs> sure. <laughs> yeah. Yep,
0: yeah. 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 Um... In uh, sadder news, Dave Navarro will sit out Jane's Addiction's uh, upcoming tour of Smashing Pumpkins due to his continuing battle with long COVID, which he got last December. He will be, we, he will be replaced by Troy Van Leeuwen of Queens of the Stone Age. I can't believe Dave Navarro is still sick from COVID. It's been nine months now. <laughs> nine months
1: uh, maybe it's not COVID, dave maybe it's something else <laughs> that's
0: <laughs> you would think he's done enough like drugs yeah. and whatnot to have his immune system like super like supercharged. uh yeah to battle whatever he's going through but man that sucks apparently he's like short of breath all the time and like no energy which Jeez. Uh, is brutal that is very brutal um Toronto's Massey Hall was first opened in 1894, and after its most recent $200 million renovation, it's now back up and running. On top of that, Massey Hall have released a new app called Massey Hall Plus, a new app and live stream platform that will allow fans to go watch their favorite bands digitally. There's on-demand exclusive content for free on it, so you can download it now and see all the stuff they have. Uh, and you can also purchase upcoming ticketed live stream events on it so uh, if you cannot make it to a live show at Massey hall you can tune in digitally through the app if you buy a digital ticket which i feel like Ooh. as long as the price isn't ridiculous uh this is actually pretty cool i would say hmm. like if it's just that like, would be actually pretty yeah if it's like 10 bucks or 20 bucks to see who who plays at massey hall like gordon lightfoot or something digitally Mm -hmm. i'd be be down for that especially if i'm like i can't make it all the way downtown or like i'm out of the country or whatever or i don't live in toronto uh i think that's a pretty cool Mm -hmm. idea
1: that is a neat idea i feel like all the big venues around like famous places in canada or even in the states too should think about that right Mm -hmm. because because like i think you would there's probably a good profit
0: to make out of that yeah um two more things uh so (laughs) this is really messed up but anyways on saturday september 24th the will rock festival uh was was without one of their headlining bands falling in reverse a video posted by the band on their social media explained that the band had lost their laptops and would not be able to perform and had to pull out of the show
1: <laughs> oh come on No,
0: nope, this is the world <laughs> really... we live in uh you lose your laptop the band can't play anymore oh, this is a rock band this is a full-on rock band that is uh it's not a DJ the caliber it's not a dance music it's it's an actual rock band. yeah that
1: is such a Uh, (laughs) it's got to be a generational thing you think we must be getting so old that it's just like
0: do you think it's a generational thing like like is it cool to have backing tracks
1: I mean like if, if there were so many shows that we would play and, like, I would forget, like, the power cord to my pedal board. And I was like, well, fuck, I can't use my pedal board. But what, how, what What do we do? We still play the show, right? Yeah. And then we just have to turn around and press the button quickly and then come back on, <laughs> right? Like, like you have to, you, There, there's got to be a solution that allows you to play and continue on the show because now you're just pissing off your fan base.
0: Yeah, I don't know. The whole, like, bands that use laptops, I don't know. It seems like there's definitely bands that can do it and it adds a certain element to the show, but Mm -hmm. the band still needs to be able to play without, you know, like, whole simulators. Yeah. Like, (laughs) without all those bells Mm -hmm. and whistles, they need to still be able to perform. It seems sort of crazy. Mm hmm um anyways last piece of news and this is sort of funny or maybe terrible uh southwest airlines (laughs) has partnered with guitar center to provide ukuleles for every passenger on a flight from long beach california to honolulu each uh each passenger passenger got a case and during the flight everyone got a short lesson on how to play their ukulele i feel like I would kill myself if I was on that flight. <laughs> like, that sounds terrible. That sounds like a horrible time. I would kill myself. If every single person is trying to learn how to pay- play the ukulele simultaneously on this flight. It would sound. Oh,
1: horrible. that would be brutal.
0: It'd be horrible. <laughs> that's.
1: Oh, man. That's. Fu- that is so funny. <laughs> oh, man. I would like to get a ukulele. Sure, if you're going to give me one, but fine. <laughs> but first of all, where are you going to
0: put all these ukuleles? Oh, uh, yeah. Where do you stow, stow these? <laughs> like,
1: oh, we 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 decided as a airline not to give out any food or or drinks on the on the airline <laughs> but you're going to get ukuleles cuz that's all we could fit and nobody has any room for uh, onboard storage <laughs> cuz the tops are all filled with ukuleles.
0: Yeah, what did they do on the descent down like where did they put these things? Yeah, exactly. Hmm.
1: I would just I would <laughs> I would just be the guy that would just keep strumming <laughs> as loud as I can over the people trying to teach <laughs> Just yeah! <laughs> like you know. That see, that's what you'd have to do in that situation because it's so ridiculous, Kim, that you'd have to just start playing as loud as you possibly can can and just be like Yeah <laughs> just uh, while people are trying to learn and just be obnoxious. Was a terrible
0: <laughs> idea. This is a horrible idea. Oh my god. I can't believe this happened. <laughs> um anyways that's the music news for for this week uh let's move on album review um we decided to listen to the self-titled the actual self-titled not an actual album called self-titled this is the mars volta by the mars volta here we go the mars volta is an american progressive rock band from el paso texas formed in 2001 The self-titled album is their 7th studio album and was released on September 16, 2022. It's the band's first studio album in over 10 years after their breakup in 2012 and uh, reuniting in secret in 2019. This album was a conscious effort to break from their previous progressive rock sound and record a more pop-influenced album. Lyrically, Cedric Bixler-Zavala directly addresses his family's recent struggle with the Church of Scientology. Interesting fact, Cedric's wife, Chrissy, was one of the three women who accused Danny Masterson uh, from That 70s Show and the Church of Scientology of rape, stalking, and invasion of privacy. In fear of repercussions and tampering by the Church of Scientology, the band would send their progress on songs to one another via CDs. Uh, and Postal Mail, rather than using cloud storage. So there's a lot Mm. of uh, interesting stuff in this album. But um, yeah, this is the Mars Volta uh, self-titled album, brand new release. Eric, thoughts on this album?
1: So I never really was a fan of Mars Volta. And I think it's because... So this band opened for the Red Hot Chili Peppers back in 2006, when they were on their stadium Arcadium tour. And I remember seeing them, they were playing at the ACC and yes, I'll still call it the ACC, the Air Canada center. (laughs) Right. Uh, But they're still playing there. And uh, I just remember just with those large venues, it's just way too echoey. And this is obviously a, a band after listening to this album that loves to use tones and sounds and, and different types of like keyboard effects right uh so i feel like it got drowned out and i didn't enjoy them as an opener band i was like get off the stage (laughs) you guys are terrible (laughs) and i never had any interest in listening to them after that right Mm. uh but after listening to this like i'm a bit torn because there's some really good songs on this album that are that are actually really well put together and i kind of like their vibe um i like the songs they speak in spanish Mm-hmm. um probably one of my favorite songs on this album is uh que, number six que dios maldiga mi corazon i'm probably butchering that but um but yeah that was a good one i did feel that the beginning half of the album had a better drive mm. than the later half um but there were still like i did like equus three that was a that was a sick song um I felt like the opener, and then the follow-up "Graveyard Love" was really good too. So good. Yeah. Uh, so it, it's it's one of these like I know I had to, I listened to this album a lot, and and from what I got from the beginning of this episode, you did too. Mm. So um, I I enjoyed it. There were parts I enjoyed it. It had just a good vibe to it, um, but it felt like the bottom half was a bit weaker. And I, could, and I found myself losing interest halfway through the album, kind of. Mm.
0: Yeah, for me, oh man, the, the opener for this album was just so... Okay, so just to back it up, like I've never listened to the Mars Volta. People have always told me they're amazing. They're like this prog rock band that just like destroys everything. And I was like, okay, well, one day I'll listen to them. So going into this, I was expecting, I was expecting some like crazy like notes and, and like you know, like chord progressions and all all that stuff. This album threw me for a loop because I was like, this is very poppy. <laughs> like, there's a lot of like mm-hmm. hooks and stuff that aren't like I wouldn't expect a prog rock band to to be putting out, but. Man, the opener for this album is just so good. It just hooked me from the the first song. I was like, "All right, this is going to go somewhere and I I'm digging it." Yeah. Um I think I think this album specifically lacks um a hit song. Like there isn't one yeah. song on this album that I'm like, "That's the signature song. That's the song I'm going to leave" Uh, after hearing this album that's the one i'm going to be humming in my in my brain like Mm -hmm. a lot of this album just sort of melded together to the point where i couldn't tell when one song ended and one song the the next song began like a lot of Mm -hmm. this was very like it felt more like a classical piece with movements rather than individual songs which i Mm -hmm. think that's I feel like that's sort of, like, what they were trying to do, probably, like, write a full album rather than just, like, individual songs, which I, I can dig that. Like, an hour... I think this clock's in at like, 50 minutes or 45 minutes, somewhere there. Just, like, a 50-minute, yeah. like, rock opus. Like, I could dig that. Like, I found myself... Yeah. I never paused this album. When I listened to it, I listened to front to back. And, like, I never... I never felt like I needed to pause the album, but Mm -hmm. I also felt like I couldn't be like, oh, track seven. I need to go back to that because I don't know. I didn't know where track seven was. Right.
1: Yeah. That's a good point. And I kind of want to listen to it one more time with that same mentality because of what you said. Like there's obviously a story with this band trying to progress with, like you said, the Scientology thing and Mm -hmm. all that Right. So there's it seems like there's some conspiracy theory. So maybe there's a story that we're that we're missing Mm. from from that. But but you're right. You're totally right. Like, because I remember listening and I was just like, oh, like, how long is this song? I'm like, (laughs) oh, I'm on track four. (laughs) Okay, Right. But I I thought the first song definitely does hook you Mm. and it keeps you going for the ride. But but I do feel like it's hard to tell where the song ends and where the song begins kind of thing
0: yeah like i really like this album but again like there isn't a singular there's no climax on this album that's what it is Mm -hmm. there is no like peak point this album is just constantly the same like it's it's really good quality music and everything but it's the same sort of like uh, I don't even know what the word is but like it's the same dynamic the whole album there's like obviously yeah. there's like slow songs there's fast songs, medium songs but in terms of like excitement level it sort of stays at that same level the whole album which mm. I don't know that could have been the intention which I don't I can't really say that's a good or bad thing but at the end of the day when I come out of this album I can't be like oh yeah track 10 go listen to that because that's what this band is all about. I literally just have to tell you just listen mm-hmm. to the whole album because it's a whole like the whole thing is one song essentially.
1: Yep. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Um but great playing, great singing, the Spanish parts as you said, that was so kick ass. I love that those parts. Um, yeah.
1: And they did it so well too. Yeah. They didn't overdo it where it's obnoxious. They did it like perfectly um i i felt like produced overall production of this album is pretty spot on yeah. like i didn't notice any like crazy oh that's that sounds horrible <laughs> kind of thing but yeah i i actually enjoyed this album too
0: yeah and then like getting into the lyrics i mean like obviously in a week you don't really get in depth into the lyrics but the whole church of scientology angle where they're essentially like, you know, airing out dirty laundry or just like protesting against it. That's an interesting that's an interesting mm-hmm. aspect to to this to this album that probably needs to be further explored, but um yeah. Okay, final thoughts, ratings. What do you what do you want to give this album?
1: I mean, I really enjoyed this. This is definitely making me rethink Mars Volta for sure. And I want to check out some of their albums. So anybody listening to this podcast, connect on to us on the Discord. Where do we start? Or where do I start? Um, like, what album song should we start listening to? But I would give this album a solid 7.5 out of 10.
0: Ooh, 7.5 out of 10. That's pretty good. Yeah. That's pretty good. Um, for me, this might be controversial, but... I'm actually going to give this... I'm going to give this a 9.5 out of 10. Ooh. Not that I enjoy this album that much compared to other albums that I've given, like a 9 plus rating. But I just feel like... I, I can't imagine this album being... There's not an element here that I think could have been done better other than mm-hmm. a really strong chorus somewhere... But as a singular piece of art slash like a music medium, it just flows seamlessly mm. together. And I just feel like you can't really put this album down once you start. Once you hit play, it's just that you're in for the ride and you listen to the whole thing.
1: Yeah, So I definitely felt that for sure.
0: Yeah. So I'm going to give it a 9.5 out of 10 for this one.
1: Right on, right on.
0: i'll have to see what the the rest of the mars volta has in their catalog but i assume this is probably their most poppy because they i think they specifically went out of their way to make this more poppy and away from Mm -hmm. their prog rock roots so be interesting to see what their other stuff earlier stuff sounds like yeah Um, uh all right perfect so for those of you who are following along with us every single week uh, the album for next week that we will be listening to and reviewing will be the Arkell's new album, Blink Twice. Local Canadian band. Oh,
1: from Canada, eh? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: but yeah, Blink Twice. I think it was released a few days ago, if I'm not mistaken. But um, Oh, okay. Yeah, it's a brand new album from the Arkell's. All right, Eric, final thing. Let's do this thief or not a thief. (laughs) The infamous uh, Led Zeppelin. So for today, it will be uh, Taurus, the song Taurus by the band Spirit versus Stairway to Heaven by Led Zeppelin. So Spirit was an American rock band formed in 1967 in LA. Although they never became a household name, they would have some commercial success with the song I Got a Line on... On their uh, debut album, their song Taurus uh, specifically is an instrumental song that was released in 1968, which was also on their debut album, which was self-titled. Led Zeppelin's Stairway to Heaven was released in late 1971. Uh, The allegations of plagiarism stem from Jimmy Page using the ascending guitar figure in Taurus. Led Zeppelin early on uh, was the opening act for Spirit for Led Zeppelin's very first American tour. So plenty of uh, opportunity for Led Zeppelin to hear uh, Spirit's music. In 2014, the state of Randy, California, who's part of Spirit, filed a copyright infringement suit seeking a co-writing credit on Stairway to Heaven. In 2016, the judge ruled there was uh, sufficient su- similarities between the songs to stand trial by jury. The case would go on to the jury who would eventually find Led Zeppelin not guilty of copyright infringement. There was an appeal. Uh, the three-judge panel agreed with the appeal and stated the, that the original judge and jury made an error. It went back to court. Uh, however, uh, the, um, the new jury's uh, verdict uh, upheld the original jury's verdict 9-2. to The U.S. Supreme Court refused to hear anything further on the case, effectively ending the dispute. So ultimately, uh, Spirit was not successful in their lawsuit uh, for plagiarism. But Eric, what do you think between these two, Spirit and Led Zeppelin?
1: I mean, the beginning of the song, it sounds... It does it has that same kind of theme at the beginning of Stairway to Heaven. Mm-hmm. Like the that beginning kind of theme, but it's different. It is definitely different. But then it's when that guitar comes in, it is exactly the same as the, the riff, the the you know, that legendary riff that's frowned upon to play at guitar nice. stores, right? Yeah. Um I feel like if you were to grab somebody off the street right who doesn't know music very well but you know knows the hits and then you showed him just that clip it of the spirit song they'd be like oh this is led zeppelin this is heaven. like they would know no it's not actually (laughs) because that's how that's how similar it sounds and it has like the same guitar tone and everything too which which i find Mm -hmm. interesting when zeppelin comes on this segment of the podcast is that the one thing I'm noticing is a trend is that they even steal the tone <laughs> of what's going on too which is which is a shame at least try to add something in there like an effect or something to change it up but but it's hard to deny that it's not like it's definitely the song is definitely not stairway to heaven. Right, right. The in its entirety, but the main riff of "Stairway to Heaven," I feel like you need to send some sort of credit to Spirit because this song would not be what it is without this other song. Like, and you can't deny that. I feel.
0: Yeah, it's too. It's so close. Obviously, there are like differences, and "Stairway to Heaven" just goes into like this crazy like rock opus at the end. But mm-hmm. man, that melody is so close, or the, the the progression there. And the fact that Led Zeppelin was the opening band for, for Spirit. Um
1: that's, that's like, ballsy, too. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit. Hey, really thanks for letting me come on your tour, guys. <laughs> well, that's a real cool song you guys got there. <laughs> uh.
0: Um so yeah, it's it's like but I guess I guess the only question is like obviously it's a really short segment of mm-hmm. spirit that leads into stairway to heaven. Is that enough to be considered like is this song plagiarized? Like would you consider mm-hmm. consider it to be plagiarized because it is such a well, you just, like one bar essentially, right? One bar, two bars of mm-hmm. music, ultimately
1: and that's and that's the thing but i think like i understand where spirit is coming from in this case because like stairway to heaven it wouldn't be stairway to heaven without that riff mm. yeah right but you're right two is two bars really enough that's the mm. question
0: yeah so what do you think thief or not a thief <laughs>
1: I'm going to say thief and this is based off of a this isn't the first time they've done this <laughs> <laughs> that's the main reason second of all uh like the, like the guitar tone is exactly the same like it's it's very similar you may be using a different like gain tone pedal but it's it's still it's still the same effect. <laughs> um, yes, I I feel, and then just even the just the whole thing, like you're opening for this band and you take their song, <laughs> like that is that is hilarious. That is hilarious. So yes, I'm gonna say thief. Led
0: Zeppelin are honestly the worst band in existence. Like I can't believe. <laughs> I... I think we could agree. Stairway to Heaven is like you pick one Led Zeppelin song. It's Stairway to Heaven, right?
1: Yeah. Even yeah, this song... I would say that, or even Ramble On. Yeah. But,
0: yeah. but
1: still, yes, this is this is the song I feel like everybody associates who Led Zeppelin is.
0: And like, even this has like is plagued by plagiarism issues. I just don't understand why, <laughs> like, why do people think Led Zeppelin are so good when like all their songs are plagiarized? It's nuts um, <laughs> but no i'm gonna i'm I'm gonna agree with you, like for me, it's a thief, like mm-hmm. sure, it's a short segment, but man, that's such an integral part of Stairway to Heaven that it's just like, how can you not? Like there's no way. Mm -hmm. There's no way like you can convince me that Jimmy Page did not hear this song and didn't think, oh, (laughs) maybe I should steal that. Like there's no world where he did never heard of like his the the headliner's music. Who's
1: who's spirit? Who's spirit? (laughs) (laughs)
0: It's it's (laughs) madness. But okay, so we both agree it's a thief. Who did it better? Spirit or Led Zeppelin?
1: I, I have to give it to Led Zeppelin <laughs> on this one because this song is so iconic, especially that guitar solo, right? Oh, I feel like as a man. guitar player, it's like one of the first guitar solos you ever learn how to play. Yeah. <inaudible> right? Mm. And you feel so accomplished when you actually have learned it. You're like, yeah!
0: <laughs> it's so unfortunate because like Led Zeppelin's songs are so good, but like... They're all plagiarized. Mm -hmm. That's the problem. (laughs) They're not original. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Yeah. No, I I agree with you. Stairway to Heaven is like, you know, a rock, like iconic song. And like, Mm -hmm. Taurus by Spirit, it's like, it's okay. It's mm, nice little instrumental interlude, but it's not like a full-fledged song or anything. So Exactly. (sighs) I'm just going to have to give it to Zeppelin again. Absolutely. <laughs> Again. <laughs> uh, so stupid. That's that plan. All right. So let's end this off. No controversial statements for this week, which is perfect. Um, so anyways, that was the podcast. That was the Crossroads Music Podcast. We're here live every Monday um, at 10 p.m. ET, 7 p.m. PT at twitch.tv slash the Crossroads Music Podcast. We're here. Yeah. Um, or uh, you can hear us on spotify apple music all those places um i think that's it right eric uh any closing thoughts words updates parting parting gifts
1: i mean follow us on the discord uh come chat with us about music uh we're lonely <laughs> <laughs> just kidding uh no yeah I'm, I'm glad to be on a steady schedule now and uh and let's do this
0: sweet Alright, cool. We'll catch you all next time. Peace.